Norm would like to share. And uh, so this is the time we get to share with each other and just tell each other how good God is and what He's doing in our lives, what He's doing in our community. You know, it's really important that we understand how God's moving in these days. And the, really the only way to get a, a more accurate picture is to understand the collage of what God is doing in our lives as a family. Amen? No one person can to describe or to show what God is doing. And that's why friends and family are so important. It might seem like uh, it's an awkward transition or, you know, gosh, I kind of would like to share or maybe I don't. But it's so important that the pieces of Jesus Christ that live inside of you, that are so real to you, that are so fresh in what's going on, whether it's a testimony of family or finances or resources of heaven or what God showed you in dreams and visions or prophetic anointings, whatever it is, God is a multifaceted, uh, full of all kinds of different things. And so I'll start this morning by just sharing what happened last week, whether uh, it's so important that we understand uh, what's happening in the spiritual places of what God's preparing for us. And last week, uh, even starting weeks ago, God was uh, preparing a movement in this region. And it really doesn't have anything to do about Vermont or New Hampshire as separate states. It has to do about region. God's into regions God's into doing things in regions. And in this region, uh, months and months ago, even back at the first of the year, Franklin Graham had it in his heart to visit every single state in the United States and to stand upon the state capitals and just proclaim the goodness of God and the mercy of God. And so last Wednesday was his time to come to New Hampshire, uh, Vermont. He was in New Hampshire, I believe, in uh, January of this year. And so we took these pictures while we were there. Several of us went up, and uh, Franklin started out by uh, saying, you know, much like our service was today, uh, repenting for our personal sins, repenting for the sins of our families, of the generations that have gone before us, repenting as a community, repenting as a nation. And from there, he led us in to the promises of God, the things that were glorious that God wants to do. And so some of these pictures are just pictures from that day. And the part that I want to share is uh, there were reported to be somewhere around 2,000, 2,500 people here. It's hard to see the whole thing. There's a panoramic shot there but, uh, where it's uh, skinny and, and long uh, that you can kind of see it, but when you blow it up. So when have 2,500 people assembled at a state capital in Montpelier, at the state capital in Montpelier, to praise the Lord. When we were standing there, um, just as we're, that's the panoramic view. It's kind of weird because it goes 180 degrees around and it kind of distorts all of the all of the images. But uh, Franklin was there, and it really, Franklin Graham said, it really isn't about me. It really isn't about my staff and the things that are going on. It's about a people of God that are so hungry and so knowing their God and what He wants to do in this region. And He was encouraging every single person to get involved in some way, whether it's local or at the state level or even at the regional level or in the national level. And His message was, our God 
wants to pour out a blessing upon our nation, upon our communities and our families. And this was about a release in the atmosphere uh, as the, there was one guy that came up and started singing on a guitar to just to kind of draw the people together before Franklin came and gave the, <clears throat> the, of what was on his heart. And it's absolutely amazing. I've experienced it so many times where the communities of people, you can hear the voices of, you know, talking about what went on in my uh, family or uh, what was going on in their church. But when this man stood up um, and started playing the entire lawn of the state capitol, you could just hear uh, it was as though we were in this, uh, the presence of heaven. And to stand on the state lawn and sing God Bless America and the other songs that we sang, what an incredible, that God just ushers in his presence to reassure us that he's there, he's listening. And the message uh, that... Uh, really affected my heart was God, out of everything that was spoken that day, out of everything that was encouraging, out of every witness that individuals had, uh, the message is God is a loving Father. God is a caring Father. And He knows what every single person is going through, just like we heard today in our worship. Our worship was an extension of this day. And that day was an extension of the days before it. And so too will the days ahead be. There'll be extensions of today. Because God is one God and He's doing one thing in the earth. And so as we hear about different testimonies this morning, whether it's about Franklin Graham or other things, what really matters is we just hear the heart of God through the individuals that want to share the testimony of what's going on in their life. And so I believe that this was very significant. When have 2,500 people stood on the state house singing a song in unity and in the joy of the Lord? And people were happy to be there. And it was hot, so every little bit of shade that was under a tree was like, uh, you know, so many people under that little shade trying to, I don't know, it must have been like 90 degrees, but uh, there was unity. There was hope. Where, where are there 2,500 people in Vermont, right? I mean, in Vermont. Where are there 2,500? So again, it isn't about Vermont. It isn't about Franklin Graham. It's about this region and what God is pouring out of himself to make himself known, to glorify his son, that the kingdom of God would come into a region and the people would know by the Spirit. It isn't about the natural. God is done. It says in Psalms, God's not delighted in the legs of man. That means everything that man tries to do in putting effort to and energy to and good ideas and good programs. Franklin said just the way it was, only God, only God can fix everything that's wrong with our nation, with our families, with our hearts as individuals, with our minds, the way we think. It's God that is beginning to transform and make anew again and revitalize by bringing His Spirit in and working on the hearts of individuals. And that's what I'm excited about. And it's not even tabernacles yet. It's not even the Feast of the Lord yet. 
where they left their houses and they traveled to a distant country to hear the word of the Lord and get connected to Him again. It's not even there yet. It's not even within a month. It's not even like next week. And so what God has been doing in these last months is preparing our hearts for a pouring out of Himself and of His Son, a transformation of minds and hearts that the things that we thought were so important, things that we thought were just you know, life goals and life ambitions become like, I don't even want to spend time with that anymore. I don't even think that's important anymore. And the, the heart of God being placed in individuals as temples of His Spirit. What an amazing God we serve. What an amazing Father that glorifies His Son, Jesus Christ, that whoever will would come and enjoy the kind of fellowship and the communion of what is going on right there. What's going on right there? didn't see any protest as we got there. We got out of the car, and I, we were impressed to blow the shofar. I don't know when the shofar has been blown in Montpelier, ever. I've been to a lot of these kinds of meetings, not a lot, several, and uh, never heard a shofar, but when we got out of the car, we blew the shofar. And there was a family there, and they're like, what is that? What, what are you doing? Can you do that again? We want to take a video of it. And so we blow the shofar again. And what a lighthearted event, though the message of God's heart was very strong and serious and encouraging. So there was a mixture of emotions, a mixture of heartfelt feelings and conditions and places. So that's my part for sharing today, and I know others want to share. So Sandra, if you want to come up and share or you ready? So it, so it doesn't have to be about this. This is one thing that God is doing in this valley. Just one. But there are lives of 2,500 people that stood there that know Him differently. And it's so critically important that we get to see God through the eyes of the people. That's where God's glorified. That's where God is, in, is made known. That's where the loving Father just comes and, and, and says, this is another aspect of my Son. This is another place my Son is transforming the temple. Not made with hands. Amen? So be prepared, prepare to share. It doesn't have to be about this. I just put this together because I thought it would be kind of cool to see the pictures and make you feel like you were there and you were part of it, because you were. Uh, we're family. Amen? Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Sandra. I just want to give God thanks for all what you have done for me. And um, thank you all for your prayers. I have been... <laughs> I have been having problems with my kidneys and um, been referred to urology from my nephrology doctor. I had MRIs and two CT scans done, and I could see a blockage in my right kidney. So I went in and had a procedure done. So on Thursday, when I went back, I spoke with the doctor and I asked him what was the diagnosis. He said, oh dear, there was nothing, nothing that we could take to stand off the intestine. It was all clean. Yeah. 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 So 
of giving God thanks for that. And thank you all for your prayers. So praise God for that. Um, also want to praise God for healing my hip. If anyone saw me last week, I was in agony. And <laughs> two weeks ago. And it was for about two or three weeks and came in here. Ray prayed over me and the church had prayed for me as well. Um, the next day, I was about 50% better after three weeks of absolutely no improvement. And then the following day, I was about 90% better. So praise God. And I would have needed surgery if I hadn't, hadn't been healed. But for I just want to share, we were there as well in Montpelier and we, uh, Ray, my husband and I, used to live in Montpelier. We called it Montpelier because there were so many weird people over there. And um, we used to walk up the hill. There was this tower um, right in the middle of Montpelier. I don't know if any of you have been there, but it's it's like an old castle tower. It's probably about I don't know two or three hundred feet high. We would walk the tower and um, we would pray over Montpelier. And we went through some, we did that for a year or so, and I used to say to him, you know, we should be under a covering for this. We should be involved with the church doing this, because, you know, you're praying for the capital, <laughs> the state capital. Well, I had, um, at that point, we had an experience where just came out of some awful attack, and Ray was never the same. Something changed in him, and it was a definite spiritual attack where um, it attacked his walk with the Lord. Well, he remembered that when he heard that Franklin Graham was coming to Montpelier, he remembered those prayer walks. He reminded me and said, I think we should go to that prayer meeting because we used to pray for this, for this um, state through, the, through the, the tower. So we're supposed to go. So we went. He was really, really moved by it, but since then... Um, this is a guy who has a walk with the Lord, but on his own terms. Don't tell him I said that, though. <laughs> and don't give him the tape, no. <laughs> um, after we were there in, Mont in Montpelier, um, I noticed that we came home, and I was struggling with my faith, for a big thing that I've been praying for and struggling with. And he corrected me. And all of a sudden, it's race has been stepping up to the plate saying, where's your faith? How can you just look at this and not have faith? So I see a change just from him being there, you know? And it was uh, one other thing I'll share that was kind of funny about it was um, we walked into this little restaurant. It was his old favorite restaurant, a little Thai restaurant, um, right down the street from our apartment. And... We walk in and there's nobody there. It's totally dead because no one knows it's there. It's a hole in the wall. And um, so who do we walk by these two people and I'm like, that guy looks like Bill Norton. No, couldn't be, couldn't be, couldn't be. And then I had to go to the bathroom and I came back and walked by him again. And he must have thought I was crazy because I kept staring at him. And I said, no, nah, it can't be, can't be. Well, a few minutes later I could hear him talking to the guy he was having lunch with about God. And I'm like, I wonder. So when we were leaving I said, are you Bill Norton? He's so quiet. He doesn't talk much. <laughs> I know. I thought there was something wrong with me, but he's like, yep. <laughs> so Bill Norton and Craig were having lunch there. So they were at the, the prayer 
prayer meeting as well, which is exciting. But I just want to say, there's all kinds of things that can be happening all at the same time, and you don't even know what God is doing. So. You know, we, we know how important it is to seek repentance and forgiveness from God. But I'm here to tell you, it's just as important for us to seek it from each other. Because when we do that, God sees that we are imitating Him. A couple of days before uh, my wife and I left to go see our younger son in Baltimore, we were getting into the car. Our neighbor across the street has this little dog that looks like a big furry rat. And uh, this dog never shuts up. Barks incessantly. And if people, you know, he's a little old thing, but people who are walking, they have to cross the street to get away from the thing. Okay? Well, in a moment of peak, I think that's the word, P-I-Q-U-E, in a moment of peak, I looked across the street and I said, shut up, you mange. <laughs> now, at the time, I didn't notice, I didn't know it, but the owner heard me. <laughs> now, then we let, my, now, I didn't know about, I didn't know that the owner heard me, okay? Uh, so... We left for Maryland, and what my wife tells me about the second or third day that we're, we're in Maryland is, do you know that your neighbor heard you, you know, curse out that dog, their dog? And, and I said, no, I didn't know that. I said, oh, my. So here I am, festering all week, you know, having a good, wonderful time with my son and, and daughter-in-law, but I'm thinking about, whoa, you know, this is my neighbor, I mean, we look out for each other. We mow each other's grass. We, we plow each other's snow, you know. And so it really was a burden on me. We got back, and just yesterday, as I was getting ready to come here to work on the food bank, early in the morning, I saw my neighbor across the street. So I went across to her, and I said, look, I'm sorry. A few weeks ago, I probably said something. I know I said something about your dog that I shouldn't have said. And I, I, I ask your forgiveness. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. And uh, I'm not going to make any excuses, but I'm old. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm old and I'm known to get, you know, testy. And uh, I didn't know how she would react. And she looked at me, and all of a sudden, she hugged me. And she started tearing up. Now, you know, I was just gl glad to get the apology over with. But it was such a blessing. It was such a blessing that she received it, accepted it, and, I mean, hugged me. And, oh, man, I, I mean, it was a little thing, but it just freed me up. And so I just want to remind us that we have to remember to always seek forgiveness from each other. Now, we've been studying that. I don't know if we're still doing it on Wednesday nights but, or Thursday nights, but, you know, we have to remember how important that is. How important it is to let people know when we need to ask their forgiveness. And by the same token, 
they need to know when they have to ask forgiveness from us. Now, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a challenge here. If you have anything against anybody, clean it up. Take care of it. Because I've got to tell you, whatever it is you're harboring, it doesn't bother them. It bothers you. It affects you, not them. So that's my challenge to you. I was so glad that God showed me how wonderful and beautiful that moment was. And uh, the dog's still a mange. <laughs> the dog is still a furry little mange. But I'm going to curb my mouth <laughs> and try very hard <laughs> not to let it show. Please, don't harbor anything against anybody. Okay? Seek for, or seek forgiveness and repentance. And God will bless you. He blessed me. And I tell you, he made my day, my week. Thank you. I was able to share this picture. I'm going to find a way to, so that you guys can all see it. Um, we all know God is present, and he shows us in different ways. And I took pictures after our fire. And um, that's not trick photography. God showed me he was present. I don't know how many people can see that, but that's a light. There was lights and rainbows showing up in the pictures of this house that stood just by sticks. And the day, the day of the fire, we both thanked God when we got out, and 10 minutes later, cars are blowing up. And we're just, all we had was the clothes, the dog, our phones, and the keys to the truck. That's it. And just sitting there watching it burn. So then I went back a couple of days later and, you know, started taking pictures because the lawyer wanted pictures because the landlord's liable for what happened. Anyways, these pictures... Like, people tell you, oh, that's God shining down. And, you know, as a kid, I was taught, that's not true. It's just the breakup in the clouds. But with those pictures came through after devastation, just showing us that God will come through. So now I'm going to get to the good part. <laughs> um, we rallied. Tammy and I collected bottles and split half of it with Bob, filled his gas tank every time. We collected bottles in Queechee. And every time we found something that was nice, like a radio wagon flyer, a rocking chair, anything that we could share with somebody, we said, God is watching. Well, um, we, we collected a lot of things for Bob's apartment because he did lose every single item. And try inventorying every item you have. A lot of, the, a lot of it doesn't come to memory until you go to use it, such as a heating pad. <laughs> Anyways, um, the combat veterans called him and said, we have some things for you, some kitchen stuff and things, you know, when you get your apartment. So we got ready. They came two hours early, two carloads and a truck, and almost every single item was purchased by donations, and his entire kitchen, bedroom, and living room, everything you would need for it was supplied by these combat veterans. And, you know, we thanked God right away, and the ones that showed up were all um, Christians. They mentioned that. It was just really nice to see that. Now I'm stuck with a whole bunch of stuff that was donated that I'm hoping somebody might need, okay? So I'm going to make a list, and if not, we're going to sell it at a yard sale and buy more things that Bob needs. Everybody see it? See it? 
I've been walking on water with God for seven years now, and it's a matter of life and death, and I know I haven't shared it with you people, um, but in order to tell you the, um, the testimony that I'm telling you, you kind of need to know a little bit of background. You don't have to know the whole if, ands, and buts, but um, we, um, Stacy and I went to um, uh, Messiah Conference um, about a month ago now, I think it was, um, and yeah, Fourth of July, and um, the first night that we were there, we went into the um, vendor area, and um, we looked around, and he wanted to buy mission jewelry, and, and I just kind of went by a bunch of stuff, and he pointed things out at me, and and I'm like, no, no, no. A lot of it to me was kind of like trinkets. Some of it was nice, but no. And um, so we get up in the very back, and there's a, a shop called Danny's Shop. And a lady from Israel was the owner of that shop. And so we stopped, and um, we looked around, and they're pointing stuff out at me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I go, Wow, JC, look at that. <laughs> and it was a beautiful bracelet. And um, so I tried it on, and, and then she told me the price, and I put it back. <laughs> and um, so we walked away, and we talked about it, and he decided to buy me that bracelet anyway. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. But um, it's all handmade and set in silver, and um, and he bought a couple of other things there that night. So we got a couple of tickets to put in the general drawing. They had a drawing every night um, for people that did buy things. And we bought a um, and and those tickets that he that we bought from there. He put my name on those. And so um, and then we bought some stuff from aroma, aromatherapy, and I put his name on those. And that night at the drawing, both of his tickets got drawn. Neither one of mine did. But, you know, it's the first night. There's very few people there. So, you know, it's more likely that our tickets would be drawn. But it was interesting that both of his tickets got drawn. And, um, and so then um, the, the, the drawing was always really late at night. So, you know, I, and me with the sleep issues, I'm not real excited about um, drawings at night that late. And, but I kept going since he, he won that first night, and we um, would put my name on most of the tickets because I'm the one that usually went. And, and um, But nothing, nothing, nothing. And so, um, and then the following day, um, 
that night in our dorm room, it was really, really cold, and I'm like, oh, I can't stand this. This is like a refrigerator, you know, and I'm up all night, and, I, and in the morning, um, our first class, I was going to go to a, a class called Touching the Hem, and, um, but I got to sleep around 5 a.m., and JC came in around 7 a.m., said, breakfast is, is served, we need to go. <laughs> go away, <laughs> but I went because it's the only you can only eat when they serve, you know. And so, um, and so I went over to my class, and it wasn't clearly labeled, so I couldn't find it until the very end of the class. So I was frustrated, and and then, but at least my next class was in the same room, and so I knew where where I was going to be, and. And I'm sitting there, and I'm and I'm nodding off to sleep during the class. It was a very good class, but I couldn't hear a thing because I'm nodding off to sleep. And so I went back to my dorm room, and I said, "Forget this, you know, it's just ridiculous. I'm going to miss the whole day." And so on my way back to the dorm room, I'm singing away, singing praises to God, and <laughs> totally out loud. People passing by, I thought I must sound like a real kook, but it doesn't matter. I don't care. And um. And then I thought, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And I said, God, I get it. Even this works together for good. And I went to the dorm and I went to sleep. And I went back out to my next class. And, and um, I was walking along the um, walkway after. And there was another lady walking along that walkway. And I just started talking with her. And she started telling me stuff about my own my life, and I'd never seen it before in my life. She started telling me stuff about my life, and it was like, oh, this is really cool, you know. And then she started telling me stuff that I didn't know about my life, and I'm like, she's right on the money for the other stuff, so she's probably right on the money for this stuff too. That was, you know, I was like, God, this is so you. This is so wonderful, you know. And um, so throughout the week, I'd see her off and on because she was in the dance classes with me, and. Um, and so that the last day, and I never won anything except a bumper sticker the whole week, but the last day, um, the, <laughs> the, um, I, wasn't, I was thinking, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm going to the dorm and getting some sleep tonight. But JC comes up to me during the day and says, one of your friends left early and gave me a lot of tickets. <laughs> for you to put, enter into the drawing. And I'm like, well, maybe I need to go to this. <laughs> you know? And so we filled them out. And by this time, I'd gotten wise, and I put both his name and my name on every ticket so either one of us could stay. And um, at lunch that day, the lady from Danny's shop came up and sat with us at lunch. And I was so out of it that um, I didn't even recognize I thought she was one of the other ministry leaders JC knew who she was, and she sits with us, and she says, um, you need to come shopping at my shop tonight. Where it's gonna be, there's going to be discounts. She, and she kept saying to JC, she's got good taste. She's got good taste, which I do. I always pick out all these. That was one of the things the lady on the walkway had said, that he, she told me that I'm... Uh, God's princess, 
And I said, yeah, but the problem with that is I've got um, good taste and that's um, really expensive and that requires a lot of money to go along with it. And, you know, <laughs> and, he, and she said to me, but that's okay because he's going to dress you, God's going to dress you with the things that you like. And, um, and so, um, so anyway, the lady at the Danny shop came up and sat at the table with us and told us that we needed to go shopping that day at her shop because things were going to be on discount because she didn't want to bring it all back to Israel. And, um, and that she was giving away, she, she was going to have a personal drawing at her shop for people that had um, um, purchased things that night from her shop. And so we did. We went over. We went shopping at her shop. And well, before before we went shopping, um, the lady at from the walkway came up to me at the went in, during, in the area with the vendors that night, and she said to me, she says every year, um, the last night, I like to bless somebody, and God told me to bless you. Can I bless you? And I said, yeah. And she puts a $50 bill in my hand. And I'm like, whoa. You know? And what I didn't remember was earlier um, there was a, an offering being taken for something like a Joseph Storehouse, but it was, it's on a bigger scale. It's, um, they, they give away money. They give away um, furniture. They give away whatever to um, people in Israel, whatever is needed. And J.C. had, I guess, gone to the men's room, and he wasn't there to take care of the offering. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, God, I don't have very much money, but I guess I can put in a 10. And um, so I look in my wallet. There's no 10. And, um, and there was a 50. And I'm like, well, that's quite a bit for what I've got in here, God. You know, and um, I put it in anyway. And I, And so that last night when this girl gives me the $50 back. And it didn't even click that. I, I had totally forgotten I had given the 50 to God. And, um, and God gave it back through that lady. That's, you know, this is so awesome. It's like, wow. You know, he says to test, us, to test him in these things. And he will pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. And so he gave me back the identical amount of money I gave to him. So we had gone shopping at... at or we did go shopping at Danny's shop, and I found this ring, which is a breastplate um, the priest wore, um, the ephod. Um, and um, she gave, she sold me this, which was a $40 ring. She sold it to me for 35 JC had told me, if you, if you don't have any more, have any other plans for that money, to, I suggest you bless the lady from the Danny shop, the people from Israel, you know. And so I bought the ring for $35. I had $15 left. By this time, he'd gone back to the dorm. And I'm like, okay, so if I've got $15 left and I should be blessing somebody from Israel, Joshua Aaron, whom you guys have seen the videos, because um, Pastor sometimes plays the videos. Um, and um, so Joshua Aaron was there with his CDs for $15. So I go over and I buy a, a CD from Joshua Aaron, and um, and so and I told him that, it, but it's going to cost him. And he says, "Oh," I says, "Yes." 
um, I require a hug to go with this too. He goes, oh, that's easy. <laughs> he says, I'm a huggy person. And he gives me a hug. You know, and so I got another ticket for the general drawing for that from there, but the general drawing had already begun and they wouldn't let you put in tickets in the general drawing after it had begun. So I'm climbing up the side of the stage because I know I, if I try to go around the stairs and get on the stage, the guy's not going to let me put it in. And Josh, I asked out Joshua Aaron to do it, and he said he won't let me put it in either. And, um, and so and my short legs can't climb up those, the side of the stage, and I'm making a big scene, and, you know, he saw me anyway. And so, yeah, so, so I get up there, and he's like, what are you doing, you know? And um, so I put it in, and two tickets later, my, t- my name gets drawn. And I swear it's the, um, it's the one I just put in. And, um, and he, he, he looks at it, and he goes to the crowd, he goes, should we give it to her? And then I flipped up my, my name tag and showed him all the stubs from the other tickets. He goes, oh. <laughs> so he doesn't know which one it is. So he gave me, it was a book. Um, and so I won a book. The first thing I really won the whole time was the book, and then um, and then the lady from um, the Danny shop comes over and says, "Will you announce my winner?" And so he announces the winner, and it was me, and I won a Cervoski um, bracelet, um, Cervoski crystals with a um, the Tree of Life, and it's backed by Mother of Pearl. And um, the tree of life symbolizing the, the, um, the seven-year walking on water that I've been doing with God. The tree of life, because I constantly need reassurance. The tree of life saying, yes, I'm with you. Yes, you're going down the right path. And the, um, the $50 that I gave to God turned into the $50 to bless Joshua Aaron and, um, and the lady from the Danny shop. It also turned into a Sarvosky, um crystal bracelet, a ring for a breastplate of, um, of the priests, and a, um, and a CD from Joshua Aaron, and a hug from Joshua Aaron, and a book. That's what God gave me back for being obedient and giving him an offering to bless the people of Israel. So, so I challenge you to believe his word and give to God. What Sean said was because he knows how to bless that. So those things... more? The food shelf again. Um, we're having our food drive the 16th of September at Walmart um, from um, 9 to 5. Um, and also we ended up getting over 2,000 pounds into this weekend. That's including 
the milk that we've been getting in and giving out. So if anybody has need for milk, we get it on um, Mondays and um, Thursdays. Just get a hold of Kevin and I. We, we have skim milk that we can't get rid of a lot of times. Um, I don't want it going to the pig farmer um, if we can find homes for this milk. Sometimes it's 10, 10 cases, sometimes it's 14 or 24. So just like Kevin and I know. Um, and yes, we're doing the food drive. There's no food um, bake sale with it. Um, we're just doing the food drive. So bless Jesus. Um, I just was going to just share a little, um, just to encourage everybody that how that the Lord really knows our hearts. He knows our desires. He knows the little things and the big things. And um, that there isn't anything that isn't too important to him. And um, years ago, uh, when after my husband and I got married, um, the Lord was taking me through a season of really teaching me obedience and to listen to his voice. And so he was doing that by, um, I would go to buy something, and he would require me to ask him, you know, and I would say, is it okay if I buy this? And he would say no, or he'd say yes, and a lot of the times he said no, so I didn't. Um, but there was this one pair of shoes, and I had told no one, and I've shared this testimony before, but I just want you to understand that God, he cares about everything, the littlest, tiniest things. Um, and I just feel like this is meant for someone today. There was this pair of shoes that I wanted. And I'm telling you guys, I must have gone to that shoe store seven times and tried on those shoes. And I would ask him, can I have these? And he would say, no. Okay. At that time, we were um, meeting every morning. Um, in the, the little room right now that stores a lot of the school and decorations for the church um, at 8 a.m. The men were coming, was it at 4 or 5, Sean? They were praying down here, and at 8 o'clock, the women would pray upstairs. I don't know how long this went on, but it was during that season, over a year. <coughs> and um, our business was open at the time, and I had the deposit in my... Uh, in my car, and I was at the bank, and it was Valentine's Day. Now, when Ed and I dated, he, boy, did he charm me to pieces, but once we got married, you know, things just kind of changed, and he wasn't as romantic as he was when we dated. It was Valentine's Day, and I came home from prayer, and on the kitchen table was a package that had been wrapped. And I opened, this still makes me cry, <laughs> I opened the box and it was those shoes. Now, had I disobeyed the Lord and bought those shoes, I would have missed an enormous blessing, but an enormous lesson. Because at that moment, and not just for myself, for Ed too, because when I opened them, I ran to the bathroom and locked the door because I was so overcome with emotion to think that God cared so much about a stupid pair of shoes that I wanted. You know, this is a father who is bringing life in, into this world and 
changing atmospheres and putting presidents in seats and feeding, you know, countries around the world. And I just wanted a little pair of shoes and that he would take the time to make sure that I got that pair of shoes. I just want to encourage you that God cares about every detail of our life. Do not think that he doesn't. And he says, ask and I will give you. It may not be that day, but I promise you, at some point, you will receive the answer because God is faithful. And when we obey and we walk in faith, walk on water, God's faithful. And he just wants to show us that he loves us. And he does love you so much. Whatever your need is today, don't, don't be afraid to ask him, whether it's little or small little or big, um, God loves you. I'll just end it because you did ask me how my week went. I won't go into how my week went. I, I think the cherry on top is how my week ended for me. And um, uh, Friday evening, um, Dave and I had gone to North Haverhill, and this, uh, I guess he was invited. I'm not sure how it all came about. He's, he's a busy guy. Okay, he was invited. Um, to a uh, praise and worship uh, thing in, uh, at like this little church, and forgive me, I can't even remember the name of it, and um, it's like I can see the sign, but anyways, so feeling a little out of place, and sometimes how many of us do when we go to a strange church, strange house, just unfamiliar with the people and and whatnot, but I went um, being obedient um, to what his desire was, and open to, um, you know, maybe what what does God have for me today? And um, praise and worship was really good. And I thought, you know, less of me, Lord, and more of you. And I'm going to die to my flesh. And I'm just going to just open myself up. And it was good. It was kind of, it wasn't, you know, we didn't have church pews and, or chairs. It was, felt like a living room setting. And so the gentleman that led the praise and worship and a couple other people were from um, YWAM, which is Youth, for, Youth with a Mission. Um, so if you Google Youth with a Mission, it's, it's pretty, I guess, a pretty good organization. I've not heard of it before. Um, it was, this guy was, um, he just really brought in that presence. Um, so that was, that was a blessing just to feel his presence. And, um, they did blow the shofar at the, before we even began. And that just doesn't happen very often. And, um, but at the end of worship, um, he suggested, let's just break up in some groups and just pray for each other. 
So here we are praying for each other, not knowing, but just allowing the Lord to lead us, open our ears and hear what the Lord has to say for these individuals in this group. And all I will say is the Lord will remind you if he's given you direction over the years and you don't follow his direction, he will gently remind you as you continue throughout your walk. (laughs) It's just precious because he's gentle about his reminders. He's not a, you know, no. And he's not mad because you're not listening and you're not obeying. He'll just gently remind you. And it's, um, I just find it interesting because when you're in a room with people you don't even know and he confirms his word again and you're like, I know that's you, Lord, because she doesn't know what you've told me time and time and time again. So, and I actually was kind of curious about the phrase that she used and um, so I Googled it and it was actual, actually came from Psalm. And I'm like, oh, you are so good. You're so creative even in how you express, hey, I still need you to do this. And even in his, um, during worship, things that we struggle with, and I'm worshiping, and in the middle of my worship, I hear him tell me something else that I know I'm supposed to do. And it was completely different. So I was given a reminder and a gentle, you know, do this. So just always, doesn't matter wherever you go, just keep your spiritual ears on um, and those those eyes because you never know who you're going to come across. And just be open, um, but definitely just, go back and make sure, like, Lord, was that really you? Because sometimes, you know, we just have to make sure that that word that was given was from him. And so I I did test it, and I know that is him. Um, And it just makes my husband laugh. Because he's like... (laughs) So just know he he knows your desires, and he just still wants you to to do. And he's not going to throw me in the belly of a whale, so he'll just come and gently remind me. So... We do have a prayer uh, bulletin board back there that we put up a couple weeks ago. So prayers that you're believing for, that's a place where we can meet. And uh, we've got some 3x5 or 5x7 cards. You fill it out. And it's just an opportunity for us to stand with each other and to continue to believe. And that was something that was on Kathy's heart months and months ago. So the prayers that you're praying, even in the secret place, I'm willing to share by putting just a, a little bit about what you're praying for up there. And then there's a prayer calendar here with uh, prayer and fasting as well. And uh, we usually uh, fast before the feast, so we'll be doing that. But Debbie's been very faithful to fill out you know, a calendar so it's coordinated and that there's continual coverage, you know, in a 24-7 kind of thing. So if you'd like to be part of that, 
know that heaven really uh, is accelerated by people praying and fasting for the heart of God to be released in the region that he planted us. And so some things are only accomplished by prayer and fasting. We know the scriptures, but there's such power and such authority in it. There's such momentum that's built up in heaven. And someday we're going to be able to see that as it happens. And for now, it's about faith. Amen. So prayer wall, prayer uh, bulletin board, if you'd like to be part of the, uh, the prayer calendar, please stop and see David. I know sometimes we make light of these things, but there isn't a more powerful thing that you can be a part of than prayer and fasting. The, the atomic weapons don't get any larger. The ballistic missiles don't get any faster than prayer and fasting. Amongst the most powerful weapons of warfare, powerful weapons of blessing, powerful weapons of encouragement in God's kingdom, prayer and fasting. So please be a part. And, uh, bless. So I told Chris we'd be done a half an hour ago. I'm sure he's ready for us. So. Any other announcements? Quickly. We have a new banner out there. New banner? A new banner. Banner, yeah. Um, it's out on the, by the bread wall. Okay. So if you want to take a look at awesome. it. Awesome. Jackie? Know where you don't know when, but all of a sudden, boom! There it is. It's trying to be spiritual about it. Anything else? Discussions? All right, Kathy and Lonnie are away seeking the Lord, so we bless them. We'll see them in a few weeks. And uh, powerful times. I know that uh, they're already getting email and messages from heaven that are really a blessing to them, uh, confirming some of the things that they're just waiting on the Lord to confirm, and He is a right now kind of God. So we bless them and encourage them and have an awesome day. So if you can stay for the meal, uh, stay, and uh, we'll just enjoy the next few hours together. Amen? If you need uh, somebody to pray for you, um, we're certainly uh, desiring to do that, just to see God move on your life. So there'll be people up front for a little while. Other than that, have an awesome day.